Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? What's happening? Episode 149, we bike. Oh, man, 149 episodes, but it's still some people first time here in this cash. Can you please tell those people what we do and what we are about? We are about music, sports, entertainment, culture. Each and every week, you can catch us at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have long-ass, nuanced conversations about Every hip-hop release that matters to us, we do both underground and we do both, you know, mainstream as well. So, you know, you can catch that. Then when it comes to sports, you're going to probably find some of the most unlikeliest takes or angles to a lot of different things that are happening weekly, especially when you're potting with Cash and Mr. Prez. If that's something you're interested in, make sure you stick around or tell a friend to tell a friend. That's Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. All right, then... uh. Well, a lot of stuff happened this week, Cash. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot of things was going on. Uh, can you give the people a little taste of what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, man, we got a lot, man. Um, new Kanye doc episode one dropped. We laughed just last week. We had we had to double back. We said if it ain't about the music, we're not going to talk about it. But this is we'll make an exception because the documentary was actually quite good. So we got that yeah. uh, that drop. But then, uh, you know, we got Brian Flores when we're talking about the uh, lawsuit from with the Miami Dolphins. He was the head coach. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we think about just him accepting a court, uh, pretty much a linebacker position as a linebackers coach in Pittsburgh. So the shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're a real one for that. But uh, we'll, we'll, t- we'll touch on that. We have NBA All-Star Weekend. It's upon us. The game hasn't played, been played at this point, but we're going to talk about a little bit. got some fun stuff. Best jerseys, best dunk contest. The dunk contest is already past us, so we're going to talk about that. If you're viewing us on YouTube land, you see this man with the, I don't know what he got on, but you see me and all my <laughs> Knicks glory here, you know, even though we- We, we won in the same this week. We won in the same <laughs> this week. We, we, we going for the same thing. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so we got a little bit of NBA All-Star Weekend, and of course, last but not least, we got a quite a few albums man the 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 slate of albums and and people that we're looking forward to hearing whether it's eps whether it's full length albums they just keep on coming we got big crit deontay hitchcock i mean from the underground we got my man numbs and king james they dropping a single tomorrow called maria we got conway the machine he dropped a surprise mixtape out of nowhere you know what i mean on that piff who does that now you know what i mean so currency and alchemist concurrence uh, Nicholas Craven, Craven N3. A lot, a lot of different joints drop, a lot of different flavors. We're here to give up, give you our initial take on it. It's only been 48 hours since we sat with it, you know. So, but if you into this lighthearted banter on how we feel about these albums, stick around. I think I think that's the uh the podcast, man. That's the podcast. All right. Yeah, man. Well, let's not belay it anymore, man. Uh you live long enough, you continue going through life, you become a hypocrite at some part. Like we said, we weren't going to talk about this Kanye unless it was about the music. And lo and behold, one week later, we got to talk about Kanye. <laughs> because of <laughs> <And> the music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, so, crazy. Hey, man, yeah. it is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. But... Yo, let's um tell tell them about it, man. Tell them a little bit about the documentary. It's called Jesus, right? 
genius, genius, sorry. genius, genius. genius. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why I said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that probably episode two is probably gonna get that because that's when he was like, "I am a god." No, you know, he went through his phases, bro. So I get you. you Before I'm you foreshadowing, I'm foreshadowing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, man, uh, this this documentary though, man, like, uh, I think I don't want who had to hit y'all up and say I just watched it, and I can't even must be mad, man. This was a good ass documentary. Showed uh, tugged at I your heartstrings, it. didn't it? Yeah, yeah, man. I like that it showed the struggle that he was going through. I think it shined a little bit of light on, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, he may don't do all his little writing, but the evidence was there that Kanye was a showman. You know what I mean? He he did his work. He he put in his grind just like anybody else, harder than some other people. Uh, I mean, I, I think this is a keen to some of the stuff that we didn't talk about, uh, up and coming rappers a, a lot with where they talk about people want stuff for free and they still got to eat. They got to, you know what I mean? So that little part was here. Everybody wanted to beat. So they wanted to fake like they wanted to hear him rhyme, you know, just to get a beat or something for, from him and stuff like this. Uh, but there was some acknowledgement, you know, that he was getting along the way of like, yo, this is really dope. And I, it, it kind of irked me like throughout the, the series because like people got a taste of that style of rap that kind of owned like, for about ten, still like his 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 fingerprints are over our own music as it is today. And when they got a taste of something different, they didn't jump on it. It was one or two people to do that uh, Rockets uh, records that the A and R over there. I forget his name, but uh, yeah, he he kind of seen it and he was like, "Yo, this is where it's gonna go." But when he went into the offices of those other companies and he's playing it and they're not catching on. Man, I'm like, yo, I remember the first time I heard these records. I was like, that sound is different. Like it. Like, and it 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 lasted for that that rain lasted for years. You know what I mean? Like when you, you hear know these why? Songs, even when you hear it today, you your your head knocks or whatever. Like you 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 can't you timeless. can't avoid it. But timeless. they had zero emotion. They was just like, man, get out of here. Like, like. I work in the office, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I we done worked in offices before. Like I still want music around me. It helps me work a little bit better. So it would have never been a like a, a burden or something that was like in the way. Like it's it's music. It's gonna help me work a little bit. And if it's actually jamming, like I'm with it. You know, I may get a little bit more lost in my work. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Cause Guru and Wayno, Wayno used to be on the street team and work uh, as an A and R. I believe at uh, Rockefeller Records, or I'm not sure about the exact name of it, but he was with The Rock, Wayno, if you've ever seen him on, uh, what's the the thing that Joe Button was on before he, with, with um, anyway, Wayno, huh? Complex? Yeah, Complex. You, y'all know, y'all should know Wayno from Complex. So anyway, you know, Wayno is kind of, he gave some clarity to say like, hey, he always did this with the camera crew and he was first of his kind, like really walking around back then with a camera crew when cats didn't really was like, yo, it was, it wasn't like now to where it's not uncommon to see an artist or anybody walking around with a camera crew and everybody kind of knows how to act accordingly. You know what I mean? So he caught a lot that, that footage was probably like the seventh, the 10th time that Kanye had came to the offices playing that same song, you know what I mean? Or different collection of songs, but they heard them already. So they may he may have gotten a reaction the first two times, but whatever footage was seen, yeah. that's that's what he said. That's what Wayno said, and that's what Guru, young Guru, you hear all falls down right now. Guru you hear that song? Up. 
I'm just you, telling you. You hear all falls down, Cash. Tell me one time you ain't kind of vibe with it. You ain't vibe with all falls down. I don't care how many times. It's never been a point where I don't vibe with that song. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not giving like I, I, I'm saying like nobody else was presenting that type of music back then. So it's like it's fresh air. You know what I mean? It's 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 different. So yeah. every time I hear it, especially if he's saying this the tenth time. I'm still like, yo, I'm like, this is where it should be going. Like, you supposed to be the A&R. Y'all supposed to be able to see these things in the future. You supposed to be able to plot. And like, y'all was so captured. It, it showed like how everybody was so captured in their style of music. Like, he, as he was going to each record company, how, oh, Rock is, uh, you know, they got Talib, they got Mose, you know what I mean? Uh, over here at Rockefeller, they only focus on these more street raps or raps and, you know, things like that uh, was coming up. They wasn't opening themselves up to see what was out there. And this is where I would give him where he said, like, you know, he can see things. He was going to blend them both together. They should have been able to see that. I, I just I just didn't get it. Well, we always, we always get that type of thing, though, from people as far as not seeing it. You know, like you have to put in some people, you get it immediately. Like, this is what I'm used to or this is that different, but this is that dope. And some people have to take the tougher route. Just take ourselves. I hate to inject ourselves in this, but I have to inject ourselves in this because, you know, not a lot of people root for us. I think they root for us, but just like we have to work harder like we have to put in the time and effort to do you know the things that we need to do to get the word out there to work smarter you know what i'm saying i think that's what kanye was doing all along you know what i'm saying was things that were first like walking around with a camera crew that's uncommon at that time you know what i mean and a lot of people wasn't cool with that and i think that makes a lot of sense as to why they wasn't rocking with it you know what i mean but the persistence but him continuing to deliver Rockefeller hits and other people in Raucous and other people, you know, Scarface, uh, they touched on Guess Who's Bazat and all that on there. You know what I mean? And Scarface giving him, yo, that's incredible. You know, he's told him that. Those little things like that along the way helped build him to who he already was and his mom. Oh, man. Well, I don't even I don't even know if I want to get to his mom quite this quick in the um the breakdown no, no, of episode no, no, no. Let's, one. Let's, let's let's hold that let's hold that off for a little bit. Yeah. But uh, you know, the, the journey that he was going on, it like it like I said, it it gave a little bit of background. Uh I'm we know they're directing this, so they can make it Spin fit in how the they want to make it fit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So but uh hopefully that first little portion was true. Like the guy was on what, what is it? Uh Channel Zero. Yeah, Channel Zero. He kind of seen, yep. seen Kanye early on and said, like, this dude's going to be a star. And then, you know, approached Kanye about, you know, following him around. And then just jumping up and going across country with him to, to catalog this journey. That was something, that was a leap of faith on that director part, too. You know what I mean? Like on on, on the, what is it, Cody? Cootie? Cootie, Cootie yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a leap of faith on his little part, too. And then just, man. Wait, that's long to get the payout. I don't know how much Kanye was paying him in the meantime, but you got to think like his main bulk of his money about to come now after getting this Netflix money. <laughs> but you know, for going all those years to wait for that kind of that payout, man, hey, you're a bigger man than me, I would have, I would have jumped ship. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't know what, what that- we don't know what place we don't know what place he pays in his um his organization yeah, yeah, or gonna, his label. Like he probably pays. Some type of creative. He probably gave him a nice title for just putting it down all them years. 
You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for sure. But I'm saying the bigger payoff, like the stick oh, yeah, around yeah. All for that something time that's for his, the... something that's his, yeah. something he created. Yeah, right now, without without knowing, I really don't know what you know. I don't know um, what they his position and his I role. Don't know. So I'm just yeah. saying, open like you would think. Like I ain't I ain't really seen too much, but this is probably gonna get him his biggest payday. You know what I mean? Having this type of footage, being able to present it, da da da. da. You know what I mean? Over all those years, that's a long time to wait for the the payout, but I think it's kind of coming. Uh, but but I got one thing. Oh, I got one uh, thing before we move. We move on. So okay. for you was talking about um, Raucus and, and Mo Step and Ty Lib. Like I wanted to say that those were two guys that believed in them. So it wasn't everybody that was giving them shade. It was just like and those at the time, Ty Lib and Most and making uh, the album they were making at the time and getting them on records. That was a big deal, especially in NY and, and shit like that. So I'm like, yo, somebody, some people believed in them. You know what I mean? So it was just he got incremental wins along the way it's just that the label wanted him just to be a producer when that's that's not what he wanted to be he, they just wanted him to focus on keep giving everybody these hits because if you remember beans young guns um memphis bleak like all these guys you know whatever you feel about rockefeller and, and um you know state property and and cam and everybody Whatever you feel about them, like he gave a lot of guys who didn't stand the test of time for whatever reason, some of their best albums. You know what I'm saying? With just having two, three joints on there. So I would definitely want him to focus. It's just like an athlete, right? An athlete can't do anything else but be an athlete. Don't focus on nothing else. Don't be Draymond Green. Don't have a podcast. Don't have this. Don't have that. Just focus on these beats. Because you're great at that. And that's what, how I felt like Rockefeller looked at him at the time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and not not just Rockefeller. I mean, he had Columbia, I think, up in there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other record companies up in there that he was uh, actually kind of saying. And, uh, you know, and then when he went back home, showing his journey back home, which, man, it just... The minute I'm seeing this footage, I'm like, oh, that was in the all falls down. That was in the all falls down. Like all this, like was the original footage that they had kind of captured, which kind of just made it like, yo, okay, that's that's kind of sick. Uh, but you know, having to go back home and you know, getting this, <laughs> I don't know if it's his first little part, but experiencing uh, some some hate, you know what I mean, or some uh, yeah, that was little, that was little animosity, you know what I mean, that uh, with with. You know him not showing enough love. You know what I mean, uh, or being a critic, saying or, or that being said. I could I could not identify not with that type of hate. You know what I mean, but I could identify with when you're away from home for a while and you're doing your own thing and you come back, you got different experiences and you may have reached or it appears that you've reached certain heights in life and everybody's like, man, I knew your your little monkey ass when you was. You know, back here, you learn what what you do right now from me. You know what I mean? So how how do you feel how, and I forget the producer's name that taught him. It wasn't No ID. It was the producer he got to before No ID. How do you feel about how he took it at the time? Like, you know, was it justified or, you know? I, I, mean? I don't know. And I ain't about to try to dig into that that little portion of it, you know what I mean? Because I don't know their relationship. I don't know what was... All I know, it, it kind of highlighted that portion and it, it seemed like they kind of worked it out. He went on there to explain and stuff like that, but I, I knew it was one of those... They they knew it was part of 
it was something that was eventually going to happen in his career. You know what I mean? They had to prepare for it. I like the way they they highlighted it. They kind of navigated. They showed that it could be all resolved in a peaceful manner, and then move on and you know keep keep doing your thing. You know, uh, I I thought that was a good look on the documentary. Yeah, for sure. I, I like that they handled it as men to where it's like, yo, why you say that shit? And it was it's always the male ego, like yo, you know what I mean? Like it's always gonna be that. But I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm glad that they showed a positive outcome to it because not too often, you know, with black and brown folks, you know what I mean, to where small shit like that, small just feelings. I feel a way because you rock with no ID and you speak him up more than me. Well, no ID was known. You really wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I can understand, but at the same time, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't really no hate, I don't think from Kanye's um, side of it. And, and actually, man, he looked more hurt that he was getting hate, especially after coming home and receiving so much love for what he did um, for the blueprint. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, that's just my take on it. Overall, love the way those those gentlemen handled it way back when. Yeah, and now we can tie in the mom portion because you seen like as he got down and was bringing, being brought down and losing kind of his, his vision and, you know, Probably even was thinking like, do I really want to go back to New York if it ain't working out? That that little home visit to his mom and them going around and seeing how where it came from, I think kind of reinvigorated him a little bit and like he went back even hungrier at that portion. So I, th- I feel like his mom was kind of his rock and like that kind of maybe where we'll see how it goes on the rest of the documentary. But I kind of think they're gonna paint the picture like him losing his mom is a good portion of where but that's been out there forever goes right? a little bit wrong yeah yeah and that, that's been out there forever as far as you know and i think that would be anybody as close as their mom um I'm, I'm close to my mom i'm sure you're close to your mom I'm, I'm pretty sure anybody that loses their mom things could spiral out of control and i i'm you know i'm not here to judge how people handle loss because everybody handles it you know differently i have a friend of mine right now like she she suffered suffered several losses we have a lot of friends that handle losses differently. You know what I mean? Some just keep on trucking on, keep on pushing, keep themselves busy. Some people continuously celebrate the death or the birthday, like in like years, like it affects them years. Um, you know what I mean? So, and it's like, like you can't judge. You can't be like, Oh, it's man. It's been seven years. Come on, man. You ain't over that yet. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some people, are it sick like that to think that people can just get over the loss of somebody that raised you, that birthed you like that. So, but it makes a lot of sense as to why he is who he is as far as just, you know, the, the narcissist, like she, she built him up to think higher of himself. And, and I like that. Like, that's what your mom is supposed to do. Especially if you're a little black boy in Chicago from the inner city. Fuck yeah. I got to make you think that you can do the impossible because the impossible is not possible often, you know, in these inner city communities or, you know, just being behind the eight ball. So I love, I love that they interjected his mom early in, yeah, yeah. in there. Man, like uh, the moment like they had at the table where she was like repeating one of his rhymes that Man. he had forgot. Like, yo, that's, that's <laughs> like you, you can see how that just like kind of, you know, kept him moving. Like that, that's one of those things like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to work, you know? Yeah, yeah, cause like, <laughs> uh, come on, man. If, if your if your mom called you the other day, it's like, yo, that thing you said on on the um, podcast, like you be like, oh shit, mom, you actually watched. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like you will feel a certain type of way. Like that's moms. Like whatever you into, if your mom and your parents like express interest, even to your kids now, you know what I'm saying? Like if you express interest in the things that they're into that they don't think that you're into, but you just show that love, it just gives them all the more confidence to be great at whatever that is, no matter mm. what, what you think about it. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I can't say enough great things about it, man. I, they got me, they got me locked in, man. When when he hit the mom's yeah, yeah, part, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. we'll go ahead and wrap it up, man. Overall, I think it was a great interview, uh, a great, great uh, initial documentary series, like the the found footage, uh, the the grainy footage never really got to me. Just you know, just seeing and experiencing as is, like that's it's it's a good docu series, man. It's a good one, man. I wasn't expecting to like it like I did. Was actually probably going in looking for a little bit of hate up in there that I could throw a little bit more in Kanye way, but I can't. Got to got to got to acknowledge that. <laughs> and um, who was the first person to the group chat to text everybody about this uh, this this documentary and its greatness? Who who was it again? <laughs> that was me. That was me. Oh, whoa, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, hey, you know people change. Hey, you gotta, people change. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm. That's that's how you know. Like, hey, I always go into everything I do. Like, you know, with open eyes. Like, I ain't. I don't let my prejudgment or anything kind of just sway. I still go in it with open eyes, open ears. You know what I mean? And if it's good, I'm gonna acknowledge it's good. Yep. When yep. it's bad though, I'm be right there to tell you it was bad. Done. Done. Yep, breaking, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Welcome to Cash and Presses Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, a.k.a. The Hypocrites. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you will get a hypocritical take each and every week. <laughs> just like human emotion, man. You just never know, man. You just never know. Hey, uh, Cash, before we get off Kanye, before we get off this, uh, we're done talking about the documentary, but let's talk about the other thing that we're starting to slowly trickle out, and I don't know how much truth is going to be. We really won't know until the date actually hit, uh, February 22nd, when Donda 2 is supposed to come out, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. February 2nd, 20, uh, 2022, uh, the two, all the 2s up in that mixed in with Donda 2 and all this, but... He, I'm hearing that he's like officially done with his contract. They're supposed to be like legit all his, produced by all his. And then like now he's, rumor is that he's releasing it only on this device that he has, the STEM device. So the STEM device is supposed to cost like $200. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Eight gig, eight gig of storage. I think he started this rollout with his last uh, album, Donda. But he still released it on everything else. Uh, but the rumor is that it's only going to release on this STEM device. Are you paying two hundred dollars to hear Donda Two if it stays? If this rumor stays true, Perez, I'm gonna do what I've always done. Okay, let me tell. Let me tell you something, man. Since two thousand, we've always found a way from LimeWire <laughs> to the homie next door. Or burning in it off the we've always found a way from all the way tissue, tissue in the tape decks. We've always found a way. So I tell you this, man. I'm gonna find a way. And I and I guarantee you, this is gonna hit the net. Somebody's gonna shoot the link. I'm not even gonna have to ask for it. And it's gonna be in my inbox for the free ski. No, I'm not spending two hundred dollars on this album. I love Kanye music, you know what I mean, Over as an overall, you know, questionable person. 
Love the music, right? Kane, not going to be able to justify it, man. I like what he's standing for. I like what he's doing because I can't be a hypocrite. This is why I like what he's doing. Nipsey Hussle did something very similar where he sold one of his mixtapes for $100 back in the day. He got all the praise for it. You know, Jay even brought a couple copies. Everybody thought it was dope that he believed that much in himself and it was pr- trying to bring the value up of music, which I highly, I I feel that. on From that standpoint, I feel that. Like, if you can't afford it and, and if you don't want to buy it, that's cool. Don't buy it. I don't judge you for it, but I definitely ain't going to judge the artists if they feel that their art is worth $200 because, you know, look, look at man. I mean, I just, people are dropping singles every day for 99 cents. You know how much you put into that ninety nine cent that 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 stream or that that song, you probably put a billion times worth that. You know what I mean? Whatever astronomical number you put into that. So ten thousand for artists. I think that's the common little thing, right? Ten thousand hours. hours or whatever it is. But you spent if if the music if you're a relatively you know um, independent artist and you put some money in you mixing. There's the beat. There's the time. You know what I mean? There's the marketing, paying for a cover. Like, all that shit is coming out your pocket. So just imagine how much it costs for that one song an independent artist charge you for their album. They they gave you 10 songs, but for the one song that they paid, maybe, let's say, $200 for, if they charge you that for the album. You know what I mean? I can't be mad at them for trying to recoup. I'm not mad at Kanye for doing this. I'm also not mad at average consumer for saying, hell the fuck, no, I can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was paying $14.99 when it was $14.99. Well, was, let, let's take it back. I was paying $20.99 when CDs was $20.99, cost more than the tapes, and then $14.99 when they kind of even out at that price, and then or Best Buy come around and everything was $10 if you caught it in the first two weeks of release. Yeah, we're going to take it back all the way back. like <laughs> And... You know, and then we're paying five dollars a mixtape. You can get five for twenty five, uh, five for twenty. Uh, you know, on there. So like it was things of that nature. I was always paying because I was going with how the market is setting that that value, right? Uh, well, the market say the value of all music is fifteen dollars. I'm paying fifteen dollars. Hey, listen, <laughs> forget all that. You asked me the question. <laughs> I, I answered it. You answered the question. Because I ain't really hear you answer the question yet. You didn't cash. What you think? Are you buying it? But I ain't, I ain't hear you. I ain't hear you answer the question directly. Prez, like are say, you buying Donda 2? If it family drops. Plan, a family plan on any one of those services around about $15, right? We're doing a mm-hmm. single plan. Maybe I can get it for 9 to $7 a month. That is what I'm willing to pay to hear Kanye. You know what I mean? Uh, up and coming artist. You know what I mean? Maybe I share lots of money to help them along the way. Kanye didn't got enough of my damn money that he can, he's all right. <laughs> what what if what if what if it starts, Prez? What if the rumor mill starts? Everybody's talking about it. Yo, that yay, this is most incredible shit I ever heard. And you do you start caving? Do you, do you I got I gotta hear it. Like I gotta I, I gotta hear it. it. I respect it and I understand it, but I get it the way that you just mentioned at the beginning of this. I, I know it's going to magically pop up in my inbox. <laughs> I get it that way, but I just can't like $200. Like that's, 
you already you already music spent app, two, the you've already spent two hundred dollars for a Kanye album in the past. Which one? You you spent two hundred dollars for a Kanye experience. When? I don't know. Did we ever go to watch the Thone concert together? Oh, <laughs> that's a yeah. live performance. Oh, yeah, baby. Let me walk it down. Let me walk you down memory lane. Okay. So the average concert ticket of a Watch the Throne was about, what, a $100, $150? Yeah. We in Cologne, Germany. The year is what? It got to be between 2010, 2012, right? You know yeah. what I mean? I could say me and you made a lot less money uh, about 10 years ago than we make now, right? Uh, Safe to say we couldn't afford it. Answer the damn question. (laughs) (laughs) Answer the question. Safe to say we couldn't really afford it. Oh, we could, you know. Give it. I mean, and it was it was it was like an hour and a half trip. Oh no 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 no! I'm still in Germany, baby. It's about three hours, close three hours with about four people driving. People got to stop. They want to eat, piss, whatever. So let's let's chalk it up to three hours before we go out to the concert. We want to be right. We want to sing the lyrics. We want to have a good time, but we also want to look good, right? Yeah. How much your outfit costs? Give me a good, give me a little <laughs> average. Uh, what's it, man? Oh man, cause kicks everything else, man. Yeah. It was kicks about two hundred. Kicks yeah, about six hundred. You know, yeah, yeah. go low on the low end. Yeah, we'll go on the low end. Go with six six hundred for the outfit. It was definitely cold. Had a jacket on. Yeah, it costs. I get what you're saying. Okay, hotel room <laughs> pregame. Going to the actual thing. Now, you know, we got to get the let out. We both single at the time, so we going to the let out wherever that's at. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, Jay and Kanye there, but they make a stars at that point, so probably they not out. But we still going out off the strength of the high of being at a Jay and Kanye concert. Watch that, though. I don't know how much money we threw in that club that night. Safe to say, we well above $200. So this man, then you've done been listening to him since two, cash, the early cash, 2000s. He cash, don't, he don't, he don't, he don't, he don't it's deserve one thing that, it's, it's one thing that you live not, you're leaving out. It's one thing, it's one thing that you're leaving out. No, 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 no. Cause I remember this now. It's called coming back to me. Y'all brought tickets in a certain section, but I said I had to have the better experience. I spent even more. I was sitting in a whole <laughs> different section. And then I ended up getting like, I ended up moving down to practically like, probably like uh, second or third row. Like when they let out and they did the, uh, 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 the niggas in Paris thing. So like when they started doing that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm down at the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. And you was with the arms. You was, you don't even dance. You was, <laughs> you was doing that all that out of, out of body experience. If y'all could have seen this man, if y'all know who he is, how calm, cool, and collected he always is. Lost his mind in that concert. Lost his mind, having a good time. I think he even ran into the mosh pit during the concert. No, what I'm saying? He- I, I ran up to, like, I was, I, at the, on, on that whole little part, I remember I was, like, second row. Like, I had moved up. Like I, Turn I had just made all the way up. Turn all the way up. So, case in point is, people, if you are like me, especially if you like prayers, you're a hypocrite. You just don't want to give over that two hundred dollars for an album because it's a novelty thing. A lot of people don't are not doing it, and you got to get jolted into it. I guarantee you, if this shit whittles down, and the average artist is charging you, let's say thirty to fifty dollars an album from here on out, y'all are gonna acclimate to buying it. It's just that you got to get used to it because you love music. Point blank. Period. That's the end of the Kanye story. Okay. Okay. Just saying. Just saying we all hypocrites. We all hypocrites here.
this is this is the ep- this, this is the title of the episode. <laughs> the hypocrite. <laughs> it gotta be, man. <laughs> it gotta be. I know I got the footage somewhere. I don't have to go down and look somewhere so you can add it in. Even with me out on the uh, second or third row, like oh, with the music playing, I know I got it somewhere. Cash. Hey, so you man. can add it to the end of the video. Got you, got you. <laughs> throw yeah, you got you got to man. Throw 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 it out there, man. Cause you know I'm gonna do some editing magic on the video, man. You know what I mean? For sure, man. And what else we got? We got anything left on this? Uh, this Kanye two hundred dollar. That's it for the Kanye. That's it for the Kanye. Uh, so well, I don't know where we want to go from here. Uh, let's, let's touch on some of the books that we're currently reading, finishing up, and yeah. and some new books that we you know we might be out there for the people. So still, like I said, reading Will, haven't finished Will, but I still got I still got a couple days left in the month. I was supposed to finish finish it in January, but you know life got the best of me. But I'm I'm working on four books, you know, in total for the entire January and February. So. Got the Will book, Chris Herring's Blood in the Garden. We promise we're gonna get you guys something uh, on that on that uh, on a bonus bonus episode talking about the Knicks in the '90s. And we have Dan Charnas, Dilla Time, yes, the Dilla, um, the Life and Afterlife of Jay Dilla, the hip hop producer who reinvented rhythm. A lot of you guys who listen to this podcast absolutely love Jay Dilla. Um, I do as well. His production, like. Man, I dive deep into his production, especially trying to learn how to produce now in 2022. Like, that guy, a pure genius. So I'm excited to start that. And I can't wait to start that. Prez, got my Amazon credit, man. I can download. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah we almost, almost ready. Almost ready. So, um, <laughs> but those those are just the ones that's on my horizon. Um, and I got one more, Prez. But you can, you can take it away as far as the books that you're... Uh, you're reading right now. Oh yeah, uh, so I ain't set a steeper goal as you. I don't think. Uh, I'm just trying to get through my my one or two a month, and uh, the one I still got to get through right now is uh, the blood in the garden. And I tell you right off the jump, man, just the stories and stuff they telling. It's a wild adventure. It's gonna be a good one uh, to talk about and discuss. Just the craziness of the players and the coaches during that time frame and the shit that. Has to go unsaid. Yeah, now. man. This idiot yeah, ever man. got out wow. like that? They were still acting like this, like man. <laughs> and I, I don't know how they kind of avoiding like keeping all that under uh, under a rock, you know, with all the social media. But they 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 kind of are, you know. It still ain't got too much better. But I mean, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good one. It's a good one. So I also got two more. So if you guys, y'all don't know. I'm still in the military. Prez retired almost a year ago. So, you know, I'm still reading my little leadership books and stuff like that. I got to keep in line with the peoples. You know what I mean? Not only am I a great podcaster, but I'm a damn good airman. So I got to, you know, I got to walk the lines until I decide to hang it up and uh, and be Prez, man. But in my opinion, he hung it up a long time ago. But that just need to hear no that. <laughs> Shots, Let's toast to that, man. Toast to your year, man. Toast to your yeah, year being yeah, a free yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or or two years. Or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, the book is called The Kill Chain, uh, Christian Bros. Uh, shout out to my man Jamie for uh putting me on to that. So that's my leadership book that I had to get into, you know, so I can get back to my management thing and, and what I do with upper level management, you know what I mean? And then last but not least, is set boundaries, find peace. 
a guide to reclaiming yourself. Nidra Glover Ta Twab. I think I'm I'll put it in the I'll put it in the description so you can guys go check it out. It's all about basically putting yourself first, not necessarily ignoring others, but setting boundaries. You know, healthy boundaries. You can't be there, you can't be everything for everybody if you're not there for yourself first. You know, those are words that I need to hear. So so far, so good on that book. And I'm digging it. It's a short, short listen. I think it's about three, four hours or something like that. All right. So where you want to go now? Do you want to go ahead and go? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go on to talk about the music that came out. Want to talk about the music that came out? Did we have any other? No, we got the sports, but we can uh, we can stay with sports or we could just go. I mean, we can go to music, stay in music or go to sports. Up to you, man. Let's stay in music and then. Transition over to sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why show we sound like a plan. Sound like a plan. All right, man. Um, you know, first up, what do you listen to, man? What's some singles, singles that drop? Some random, some random stuff before we get into the stuff that we have listed. Uh, the singles that I've been going back to, man. Uh, I got Pac Man, the Gun Man, Find the Balance. Uh, you got Vince Stables, Magic. Um, what else we got on here? I think, that, I think that was about it for the singles. I think I talked about Lupe Fiasco, Hustlers, and all that stuff last week and everything. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Man, as for me, as far as the tracks, I got uh, St. John. It's called For the Squadron. I got Vince Staples as well. Magic, two totally different songs. But uh, if y'all don't know, we did a St. John review, his last album, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of St. John. So, Wild, wild style, Lenny Kravitz type, but more of an a updated version of Lenny Kravitz. So if that's something that y'all like, go check out St. John. He spells the John, J-H-N, and the song is called For the Squadron. If you're going to listen v. to it, I, I advise like watching it. It's a visual album, great visual album. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the last album. The last album's a great visual album. Yeah, got me in my thoughts, man. Uh, my first love, uh, Phil V, um, underground artist, really dope artist. Can't wait to have him on the podcast here in the near future. Uh, but again, it's called My First Love. Uh, our reoccurring guests on the podcast, but they continue to make dope music in this time together. Nums and King James with their second uh, offering together is called Maria. Uh, that would be out February 22nd. I've already heard it. It's fire. It's fire. Um, City of Gods, Fabio Foreign, Kanye West, oh man, and Alicia Keys, dope, dope song, man. I, I love how Fabio is, he's growing on me, man. Like, I didn't always really like Fabio like that, but he, he's growing on me, man, ever since he delivered on Donda, believe it or not. And, um, <laughs> last joint, man, Umbra by JR. I'm still, still jacking. That song, man, that song is phenomenal, man. I can't wait till he comes out with something with uh, Ayo Shamir or, you know, Shamir. Shamir is the dope um, producer as well. So they have a project called Shadow in the Shade that's dropping in March. So that's the first single off that. So that's what I'm listening to as far as the Lucy's, man. Okay. Once again, Cash is going to be, I, I left it open for him, but he ain't going to promote himself. Uh, Cash related to, released two singles, uh, Hated Rap and uh, Nobody's Favorite. Uh, produced by Furious Styles and uh, Raspo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, 
those out. I think he released them Saturday. Saturday was it Saturday? Yesterday, man. Yeah, yesterday I was feeling good. Had a little yak in me. I was like, why wait, man? I was gonna release it on Friday. Let people who rock with it on Bandcamp let them have it, and um, it's on YouTube too as well. So, but it'll be out on all DSPs uh, February twenty fifth. So yeah, man, I'm excited about those, man. Getting them a groove. Uh, okay. Want to go into like EPs? Yeah, man. Where you want to start? Pick the album. <clears throat> a room full of mirrors. This was uh. And they had what money bags, I think it was called. I don't know how we missed this. This came out what December third, uh, twenty twenty one. I guess it was at the time when we was kind of getting our wrap up and stuff like uh, ready. And uh, our, like I, I think you told me, like it wasn't even much released immediately on DSPs. It, was, it may just it was, be reaching the DSPs, but yeah, it was uh, random. It was random because I remember them having an interview or punch talking about it and having um. What's his name? Do with the tattoo on his face. Okay, it's a collection of rappers. This is yeah, a collection yeah. of rappers, female rappers, male rappers, and a room full of mirrors is their name because they say they all play well off each other. You know what I mean? They uh, their styles kind of kind of mix, which I agree, it mix well on this whole album. So you got Nick Grant, got Punch, got Lyric. Uh, I'm, I'm missing a lot. I ain't got Lyric the Jones. In front of me. Lyric Jones. Yeah, that's what I said. Lyric. Um, right. But it's, it's a mixture of artists of that of that ilk up in there. Uh, sorry, I got the whole full list of names right here in front of me. Nick but, Grant, who else? Um, what's the dude with the tattoo on his face? He's the battle rapper. Daylight. 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 So yeah. Daylight. If y'all like Daylight's music, so he's on there. And the rest, I'm not familiar with. Like outside of Punch, Daylight, Lyric Jones, and Nick Grant, I'm not familiar with the other the folks on there. However, bit there ain't a weak verse on here. No weak production, but. Again, you you were saying, go ahead, man. Yeah, Take yeah, continue. yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I stumbled on it. Uh, kind of got suggested. I was like, where in the world did this come from? And then yeah, realized they had a full EP out there. So I've been like, uh, I navigated to it like ASAP, and it's been in constant rotation all this week. So, uh, yeah, room full of mirrors. Uh, if if you like those styles, like this is Nick Grant is top. Like everybody is. You know, top like, like they 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 in their bag on this one. Like it's 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 a good little mix. Uh, I would highly suggest it for those who into that style of uh, of rap. You know what I mean? So if you like Nick Grant, you like Punch, you're gonna love this. He's a, he's absolutely right because Nick Grant, or oh, he came on, and it just it clearly showed who been doing it the longest out of the group. Uh, I believe I I think I'm safe to say. It sounds like he's been doing it the longest. That doesn't mean anybody else on there wasn't bringing it. It just he just sounds so in pocket and just in his polished. groove, man, yeah. and polished. You know what I mean? Not a word rushed, not not a a wasted verse. It just seems like on there. So it just man, I, I like what he's doing, and I like that he's with punch. You know what I mean? And and I, I gotta believe that being with that TDE circle. Or, albeit they release stuff very slowly, but when they do drop, it be some good shit, and and that's uh, reflective in Nick's. You know, uh, damn, I keep you know every week I forget the name of that damn album, even though I play it because it's such a damn long title. Uh, the Loveland joint, yeah, that Love he dropped Land. recently. I to call it Loveland. Hey, Love yeah, <laughs> go look up Nick Grant Loveland. I forget the rest of the day. It's a long, long title, but um, but yeah. It's just building on that, man. So I'm enjoying it. 
uh, a lot, man. So thanks, thanks for the put on, man. Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in these super groups, we know like <laughs> they don't tend to last long. We don't know how many more projects they're gonna be putting out together, but uh, they got this out now. I'm gonna appreciate it for what it is now, and hopefully they continue building and putting more and more out. But you know, I, I, I'm that's a lot of people to get together and, and collaborate. So I don't think we're gonna be getting a ton of these all the time. But I, I'm here for whenever they drop. All right, man. So that's that's that. Um, so once again, that album, a room or that label, the team is a room full of roses, right? No, a room full of mirrors. Room full of <laughs> a room full of roses. <laughs> yeah, room full of mirrors. Uh, multiple folks that just you know from all walks of life just kind of started collaborating together. Is you know it's that simple. That simple. They all like minded individuals, and you know, from the interview that I saw a couple uh, weeks ago. You know, it just happened organically. They all vibe together, and you could definitely tell by the music. So, um, which one do you want to talk about next, Press, as far as EPs uh, or, or albums? Let's talk about the uh, Clyde Guerrera and DJ Drama, the Gangsta Grills. Uh, yeah, uh, so this was one okay. that I wasn't expecting to kind of drop. Uh, I'm liking this resurgence of the Gangsta Grills series with... Uh, DJ Drama, I think at the beginning of the year, we got it with uh, Jim Jones. It was about 97 songs, but I still liked it. <laughs> Can't explain it. I know yeah, know that's a lot of songs to appreciate, but like as I'm listening to it, like I, I can let it play through. I'm not I'm not just jumping around on a bunch of songs, so I ain't going to throw no shade like on all those songs. The majority of them I kind of feel and just let rock through. So uh, that was the Jim Jones. This Clyde Guerrero is uh, what, nine songs and uh 20 23 minutes quick playthrough all the way through uh enjoyed it uh not not the best but i, I don't know how to put it. it it was good it was good music it was uh, like i i enjoyed that that playthrough this week you know what i mean so uh i would definitely suggest it uh but you know we did just get yo Gotti. we did just get a two chain so i mean we got enough southern southern bounce up in there and uh but this was a nice little mixture to add to that. So uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't listen to that. So I, I did add it. I did add it to the list. Just didn't have enough time to get to that with all the music that we had to, to listen to and some of the artists that I'm more familiar with and was anticipating in, in the even the, the room full of mirrors. That one, I knew I wanted to listen to that because, you know, I'm becoming a Nick Grant stan out of nowhere. Um, but uh. As for uh, something I didn't mention, didn't have on my list, but it's like a quick little two pack. So I don't even know if that really qualifies as an EP, but it's uh, Huey Briss and Nico Beats. It's called Losing My Faith and Thoughts and Actions. So that that's a nice little two pack that he dropped. Um, I heard it on a Joe Budden podcast and I went to search for this cat and then I saw the two pack that dropped. So that dropped like maybe two, three weeks ago. So really, really dope uh, two pack. And y'all, y'all should go check it out, especially. Um, Losing my faith. Losing my faith is a really dope song. All right. And then uh, we had your one-time favorite artist. I still think he's in, in the running and stuff like this. But, I mean, we have somebody who's drops, like, seen, like, every other week now. He got a got an album or EP or something, man. I, like... I'm, I, I like it more and more as you t- as you know. Like my mood change. I'm, my man, don't, I'm, don't I'm talk starting to get on currency. Man. I'm not gonna talk <laughs> ill, but I'm mean, like, man, 
I, it don't ever seem like I have any room to breathe before he like gonna drop something else, you know what I mean? And just kind of all get lost in the funk, you know. So I I, I understand he's been doing this pace for the longest. This is what he does, but man, come on. Give me some space a little bit. Let me enjoy the last project before going on to this one. But but did you listen to the last project? I listened. Yes, or the project before? Yeah. Or the project yes. before? I've been listening to, I actually have been listening to all these, and I enjoyed this one as well, too. It was just like, hey, you can cut down the the output. But, but like, that's me. I know other people have been currency stands for a while, and they enjoy this, this type of output, and it's expected of them. So... Uh, you know, it's yeah. it's crazy, Press, because um, you know, I was just having an offline conversation, or not a really conversation, but the running joke with one of our um previous guests, Abel Mary, the running text message joke is like he don't sleep because he dropped <laughs> an album for like 18 months and every time he he drops something in the group chat, it's like four or five songs, and I'm like I got four or five songs written in the last four months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not a comparison thing, but it's like, damn, how did, when do you have time to do all of this? Like, how are you such a rap machine? I don't write nothing down. I don't do this. And I got to venture to say, I don't think being such a professional and doing it as long as Currency has been doing it, I don't think he writes anything down either. But it's reflective in the raps. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that to be a disrespectful thing. I don't mean that to be a respect, disrespectful thing. I'm pretty sure when I retire... And, and and some of these back and knee issues catch up with me and I'm able to get that good, you know, that good, good to, to, to help my anxiety and all that. I'm pretty sure my my currency standum is going to go through the roof. But right now, I just can't, I just can't, ca- it just depends on what it is. But I will say, I did listen to this just so I can be able to give you guys one of these, uh, these, these quick initial reactions, but these aren't reviews. These are initial reactions. Me and Prez go back to what we go back to, and we give everybody a fair shot. But Prez, guess who? Guess what? Um, Alchemist made me like. Guess who? Guess who? Al- Alchemist made me like. Oh, who? Who? Okay. Boldy James. Boldy <laughs> James. Boldy James. I was like, oh, once the beat came on, I listened to it, and this is how your own bias sometimes can come in, right? I was listening to this. This is probably like the third, or fourth album I got to. With the releases, I went through the crit several times. Deontay Hitchcock, two um, projects that we'll get to after this. But I went through those, listened to those like two, three times a piece because they were just what I needed—a good shift from the the lyrical threshold, or not threshold, but the lyrical hole that I was in. You know what I mean? So I moved on to that, listening to that, and listening to this Alchemist joint, and I'm like, oh, this is. You know, this is dope. This beat. I'm not listening to any track list. I'm just pressing play. I don't know if my shit is still on shuffle. Boldy, come on. I'm like, <laughs> I see what you're doing there. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. There is something to listen to an album on shuffle and not knowing what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can't fault you, man, for, for listening to albums on shuffle press. I can't fault you because in this, in this instance, it worked out for Boldy, James, and Currency because... That was the very first song I heard when I pressed play on it. You know, I must have hit the second song on accident. Uh, you know, I think but that was like third or fourth song. No yeast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but it, it, it's good, man. And um, you know, normally Alchemist beats like a lot of people love him, and not to say I don't love him, I'm recognizing him for the legend he is. But I could take, just like I could take currency and doses, I could take Alchemist production 
in yeah. doses, like because it don't never go here. It's just yeah, it's be all the lo-fi beats. Yeah, low. Yeah, it be all minimalism, and there's a arena for that. But sometimes I want to hear some instrumentation, and that's just not his style. So I have to be really in the mood for currency. Number one to listen and alchemist together because you know those two. Nope, I, I'm, I'm not gonna say it, but I, yeah, I'm gonna say it, man. Sometimes those two can equal no dose in in a certain situation. Like if you're not if you're not trying to hear that type of shit, like it it it's so even killed the whole way through. That's that's I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just trying to say. That's that's where I think like sometimes I'm like man I gotta I gotta need some pick me up I need something with some energy. Cash is coming around. Cash is coming around, huh? You Do need what? some tempo changes. You need some more infliction on the voice. You need all those things to come through a little bit. Uh, yeah, this yeah, sounds certain, like a very 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 press argument, you know, about other artists that uh you can kind of threw some shade my way about uh hey, 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 you no, some people no, no are not my to, favorite. Some no people not my defend. favorite. No, no reason to defend. We already said this is the hypocrite episode. <laughs> the hypocrite, yeah. So I can let it out. I can let it out. Yeah. Sometimes some some guys, you know, even myself, listening to myself. Sometimes I'm like, this ain't it for right now. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to hear it. it. It is what it is. It's not bad. It's just not the time. It's not your time, homie. <laughs> What we got next? What we got next? Uh, so another album that I kind of missed out that came out in December, uh, around about that same little time frame. This was December the tenth. Uh, Malls Monday, more the lo-fi, uh, just just rapping. Uh, superheroes don't exist. Uh, Malls Monday is one of the artists like I kind of follow, liked everything that he didn't put out so far. Uh, this one was another one. Uh, he got a track on there with Mick Jenkins, uh, kind of really liked, and uh, it's eleven songs, uh, what thirty three minutes. Uh, play it all the way through. It's just it's, you have your zone sometimes, right? This is this is this is my home. This is my humbling little zone. This is the the type of rap I like. So uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Malls Monday. Superheroes don't exist. Uh, wish I had caught it in December. Uh, when it did drop, I don't know how you wasn't you wasn't gonna catch it in December. We was knee deep in <laughs> music overload, making sure our arguments was right. Like people, we take this shit serious. Our end of year wrap ups. If you haven't watched it, it's not it's floating somewhere on the screen, or you can search it in our um podography. Just made up a word. You can find <laughs> it there. <laughs> you can find it there, and those are some of the best podcasts that we do of the year because it's such a deep dive breakdown. Uh, we give you a lot of emotion in the music that it's just music we feel, whatever genre, um, rap wise, and and all the the subgenres of rap. So y'all go. And check we still ain't out. figured out what to do with that December time frame. The stuff that goes like un like that they get caught up in that because every everybody's making a list about the best of that year and those December drops. All right, uh, like the 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 surprises that come out that everybody jumps on, like the Nas. Everything else kind of, you know, flows in and then they don't count it for the start of next year. It don't get counted in that. They start from January to December, even though that was last December. It didn't get captured in those top. So of I think list. I think I heard a few theories on this present and, and let me know what you think about it. I think we should stop at November 30th. You know what I mean? Like if it if it comes out in December, it don't count 
and it can come wrap around to the next year because like there's you you start prepping mid November like in all reality we probably start prepping early November getting guests or getting people and we start whittling down shit like okay seven through eight you motherfuckers is on the verge of getting out so <laughs> I, but I know what my top six is I know cold is in you know what I mean that's that's kind of how we do things and this is before the podcast right this is before. We even had a podcast. We was whittling shit out, putting certain songs on here. Oh, they they don't know that this is fire. Once the boys hear this, like that's that's how the podcast started. You know what I mean? So we 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 take this shit seriously. So when we deliver deliver it to y'all, we want all the smoke <laughs> because trust me, we got a lot to back it up on because we actually listen to this shit. So I think November thirtieth might be a good thing. You know, this year to. Cut it off. I don't care if your favorite rapper drops in December and it's the hottest thing since fish grease. No bueno. It can't happen. It can't happen. Eliminate it. You 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 can make a whole episode about it. Do you agree? Virtual virtual handshake. <laughs> I, I do. No I'm kid cutty. No kid cutty can come out and you can just make kid cutty the album. I'm, see, now I'm thinking back. I'm thinking back. You remember when Jay used to always drop in fourth quarter and it used to always fall in that December time frame. That's out. That's out. Damn, but cats ain't really been doing. <laughs> they ain't been it, doing. It that ain't been no while. fourth quarters in quite a yeah. few years. I think the fourth quarter is over with. Like the big dogs are still trying to. Big dogs that still dropping the fourth quarter are dinosaurs. As far as just how long they've been in the game, everybody else they drop whenever they feel their shit is ready. Now I don't. I don't think there's a quarter thing um, anymore. As much as it used to be when it was selling CDs physically, but that's just my my. Um, viewpoint on it what you think yeah 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 i agree i agree all right man uh that was it that was it you want to get into the big ones that we was that came out this week yeah, yeah or did you have see, anything else did you have anything no else? those that's it i got i got okay. we we touched on uh the ones that uh oh yeah yeah the big one yeah nicholas craven you want to start with that one no i'm gonna let you start with it because uh i didn't catch that one. Oh, you ain't there oh Put on, see, this is a live. <laughs> y'all, y'all getting, y'all be getting put on to a live put on session here. So, uh, Nicholas Craven, man, a lot of you guys may know him for his work with Griselda, his work with Ransom, uh, Stove God Cooks, Boldy James, and such. So, he has a lot of work out there. Very dope producer. I think Black Chidori, shout out to Black Chidori, by the way, man. I think he got a 27 song uh, album coming out. Uh, you know, here, here in the next next few uh weeks here so shout out to him for being ambitious but i say that all i kid i kid but um he's even worked with uh craven as well but this craven um project here is called craven the letter n and then the number three so craven n3 that's what it's that's what it's called it's just a lot of craven beats and just him putting out this is the part three clearly if you you understand what i'm putting down here so really dope man craven has a lot of dope production me and Prez were really introduced to him and um with Ransom, with Ransom's music, and he dropped 2020. Man, that that 2020 run by Ransom is a not a lot of that reason, but half of that reason, if we want to give the producer half the credit, is what Craven gave him during that time frame with the run that they had, and they they're continuing to work together. Cut, so right. Yeah, director's cut. So in 2020, so but yeah, man, this this is fire, man. He opens up with Stove God Cooks. 
if y'all don't know, go listen to anything Stove God Cooks has out right now. Just go listen to it. I can guarantee the the Syracuse, New York guy. And, and you know, I'm an old school New York. I'm from Brooklyn. We don't claim upstate. But I gotta I gotta tell you, man, um, Griselda, uh, um, you know, Che Noor, Stove God Cooks. Making me a lot more accepting these days, you know. No, no, Bring no, no, no. You stick fold. to your New York is y'all five boroughs. Don't be trying to say, oh, that's New York sound. No, don't, don't, don't y'all come. That's and the do old this way now. of thinking, man. That's the old way of thinking. <laughs> old way of thinking, man. I'm, I'm a new and improved. Back, to, back to Craven, man. Craven, yo, this, this project is dope, man. I, I like a lot of the beats on here, a lot of the production. He's evolving as a producer. Um, like I said earlier, he even got me, and no, no knock against Boldy James, just. Sometimes I like Bodie James. Sometimes I don't. And I have my issues with his tone of voice. That's it. You know what I mean? Dude can rap. I say all that to say, and that's just preference. I say all that to say this. He produced a hell of a heater for Bodie James, though. So, um, but yeah, a lot of dope people. We got evidence on here. Your old Droog is on here. Uh, who else? Who else? Everybody else I was not aware of. So Navy Blue. Euclid, Pink, uh, Sifu, and then he has a beat on there where he's just, at the end, he's just letting it rock out and, you know, just playing the instrumental. So it's really good, man. It's really good, man. So I, I can't wait to see what's what's up next for him and who he's going to be working with because that underground sound, he's definitely a staple in it, I, I would say, moving forward. So I rocks with it. Okay. What we got next? We got next. We got next. Deontay Hitchcock. We say we saving the best release for last, or the or the yeah. most talked about release. Uh, yeah. Deontay Hitchcock, man. Um, let, let me know what you think, man. What's what you think of the project, man? Uh, so what was the name of the project? Uh, I got it written down. Hold on, uh, let me pull my notes Every day the fourteenth. Every day the fourteenth. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was like obviously February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. Uh, one of those type of albums going to be a little bit more lovey uh, type mood into it, which hey, we've been kind of getting in some of these music. We just talked about Nick Grant dropped the Love Land, and then now Deontay Hitchcock uh, dropping this. Uh, what was it? Four or five songs? Five songs? Six songs? How many songs was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the Nick four. Grant or the? No, no, no. It was four songs. Oh, four, right? four. Yeah, four, four songs. Four songs on here. Uh, quick playthrough. All good music. Enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> you get a lot of his personality still in these songs, even though he's, uh, you know, being a little bit more uh, open, talking about the relationships and stuff like this. But he, he, his little wordplay and stuff on there, and his his humor comes out a lot on these tracks. So yeah, that was a uh, it was it was a good listen, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, like I said, um, I won't spend too much time on it, but it was right in that pocket with the crit. You know, I heard this first, and then I went to the crit because I figured. I would like Crit, and Crit is one of my favorites. So I wanted to get to some other projects before I got stuck on Crit, which ultimately ended up happening when I listened to it second. But anyway, Deontay Hitchcock, Every Day the 14th. If you guys haven't heard of him, this is the first time you're hearing about Deontay Hitchcock. He's from Atlanta, Georgia, and he can go. Me and Prez stopped dead in our tracks, I think, spring of last year, and we was late to the project that we even reviewed and then I, it escapes my damn brain. We listen to too much music. Two years What's up? ago, I think. I think two years ago? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, what? 2021? Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago. So 
If y'all look up uh, Deontay Hitchcock on our podcast, Podography, or on YouTube, Don't Sleep Network, there um, you, you'll see our review on it. And we was blown away by especially you know how young he is and just his, his pin game was insane. But what we got to realize on that album is that he can do what he did on his February, this Every Day the 14th project, in his sleep. And that was two years ago. So when this this came out, man, I was like, yo, this is welcome, man. Welcome, welcome edition. Nice change of pace. Um, a lot of great medallies on here. And, um, you know, some rapping intertwined in there. Kind of a la a, a, a 808s and Heartbreak Drake. You know, Kid Cudi. You know, that that melding of all of those worlds now. Pretty much what everybody does. Um, but just wanted to, you know, pay homage to some of the guys that was doing it a long time ago. But, yeah, this is really dope. Out of all the songs on there, I want to tap in and let you guys know two of the, the four songs that I was actually rocking with on Every Day the 14th. It's uh, Neck Up featuring Barry and Dende and Don't Say featuring Chris Patrick and L.A. If y'all haven't listened to L.A.'s music, he's an R&B artist. He's really dope. He's almost in a lot of my top fives, top 10 R&B albums every year consistently for the last three years. So he has some really great um, collaborations on here. So y'all check it out. 12 minutes of your time. It won't be wasted. Trust me. You'll be running it back. Every day the 14th, Deontay Hitchcock. All right. Let's get into the biggest release. Crizzle. Of the, of the wit week, yeah. Crizzle. We got big, we got big crit. Uh, Digital Roses Don't Die. And we already knew... He kind of gave us a little peek into what we can expect from this uh, album, the type of vibe. Remember, we had talked about a couple of weeks ago with the So Cool, had like that, uh, what we say, Silk Sonic, you know, that that funk type of vibe to it a little bit uh, mixed in, which wasn't mad at. Uh, I, I, I like the single. Uh, so going in with uh, open ears on this, knowing that it's going to be a little bit more experimental on the sound or the overall sound, still going to do, we're going to get crit and his rapping, like, you know, like uh, his, his pain game and everything's going to be good. But the, the, the style was just going to be a little bit different from the mainstream and where it was heading. So, Hey, uh, enjoyed it. It was a very funky flow, play, playlistic type of, uh, album, uh, I think Cash only let you have it because I think you watched the interview where he kind of broke down what uh, digital roses and uh, what what that meaning of that is, and then I come back and preface it with because uh, he broke it into four elements as well: the fire, earth, water, and air, which is basically I think he called the wind on this. But we'll, we'll see how each one of those different moves, and then we'll go into the song. So if you want to go ahead and preface like what it, what he come out with, say digital roses don't die. What does it mean and everything? So, Digital Roses Don't Die, Big Crit. Um, where I first heard about the album, because I was like, I didn't know what the album title meant. So, I was like, I was just searching to see if you went on Breakfast Club or any of the, you know, normal key people that do interviews for guys, uh, a Crit stature, or just people that like Crit. So, lo and behold, 85 South had Crit on there, and that's where I got my answer. So, really, it was just about, like, the pictures he was equating today and and kind of his his grandparents parents time frame as far as just the pictures that you see over the course of life so you have the earth fire when you know all that type of stuff as far as the show the, elements, the show titles the but song tires the elements 
um, in this album, and you kind of could get to where he's talking about. It's like he even mentioned on the 85 South podcast. Shout out to them. They got two million subscribers, man. They're doing anything, man. One of the funniest podcasts out there, man. I love what them dudes are doing. But back to this, uh, this dude, Rose has never died by Big Crit. Um, you know, you know how you kind of prez, you you start to see, get a little bit older um, as we are in life, and you start to look at things a little bit more more different, and you you take time to focus on the things that are important to you and just the pictures are memories and they really don't die. You know what I mean? So that's really where he went at with it. And he just described the um, picture that he had with his grandmother and grandfather in particular, where they were in their heyday, just living life, being young in their twenties, not knowing what they were going to be, not knowing what lineage they were going to, you know, leave behind them. And it's just like those type of things shouldn't die. We have these phones in our pocket, we chronicle everything with our kids and, and our loved ones and our friends and family. So those are the different type of things that we should be cherishing those moments. We're on our phones a lot and we get it, but we do have those moments a lot more readily available than in the past and ever. So that's where digital roses don't die kind of stems from. So I thought that was a pretty dope title once I got a clear understanding of what it meant after I listened to the music. Uh, Cash, so I didn't watch that interview ahead of time, so I had to dissect it a little bit different. I went in with, uh, you know, kind of hadn't heard any anything yeah, outside you, yeah, the singles, your... anything oh. outside the singles from it. But I kind of caught with the interludes that uh, the titles of them, fire, earth, water, wind, that he was kind of talking about the four elements and stuff like this. And then uh, as I got through that initial playthrough, I was like, it was a portion of the album that I wasn't really kind of vibing with. Then I went and broke down, like, find out, okay, which one of these, how do these elements play with, like, relationships and, you know, life and, like, all that stuff. So fire is going to be your passion, your inspiration. And that's how he came out the gate, you know, real good. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I kind of got that, like, it was a more uptone uh, a upbeat type of mood uh but it was like i said uh the whole album is kind of like a funky type flow uh then it had earth and these are earth would be equated to like your uh the doers over dreamers uh your your manhood you know thinking about the bigger picture and stuff like this and then uh water will be like your flow emotions going to show your softer side a little bit and then you got wind, which is going to be your communication knowledge. So as you wrap everything back up, the knowledge and stuff that you kind of give it back, the vision that you kind of seen of it all. So that's how the album kind of played out. And that made it like that more. Uh, like it, it opened my eyes and had me thinking about each track a little bit different. Right. So uh, tracks that would stand out on here was South Side of the Moon, Road Clean, Just For You, So Cool. All that was on that fire and earth little portion, right? Uh, and then it got into a part with Water, and it had titles like Boring, Generational Way Down, and Would It Matter. Those was the... And I, I kind of didn't feel those songs, right? Uh, they wasn't horrible, but I mean, like, my vibe wasn't towards any of those songs. And then, lo and behold, that goes with the flow of motion softness. Uh, so... It kind of reminded me a lot of like J. Cole album, the For Your Eyes Only with Fold Your Clothes, which, you know, he was showing like opening up to whoever he was talking to on that, you know. So, uh, yeah, just just wasn't my cup of tea, but I can I appreciate it and I appreciate how he still fit it in, you know. And then it goes to the win, which, you know, now you had your songs like it's over now. Uh -huh. 
uh, wet lashes and shot glasses uh, all the time. Those things, like those That's are tra- my shit right those there. are those are the tracks I kind of liked and uh, kind of stood out again once again. So first half of the album, great. Had that the the water tracks, which okay, not my cup of tea, not the best for me. But then it ends off on a good note uh, again what? for me with wind. Wait a minute. The water after water is one of my favorite tracks. I even posted about it. The boring joint. <laughs> that that's the I'm one that the had the direct niggas. vibes of J. Cole and Fold Clothes. With, and you know it. Whoever whoever that message was for, hopefully they received it well. And I it, I received it, it well. <laughs> this is my shit, man. <laughs> I, I'm 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 a basic ass motherfucker, man. I like. To I got go to in work, my notes right. Provide. I got I got it written down right here. Strictly for the woman he was talking to, it probably went went him some points over that. Hey, he still snuck a track like that in there, but uh, <laughs> but you boring too, man. Uh, basic too. I need to tell that to my woman and that'll give me some uh some <laughs> give me some in a little bit. You know what I mean? But like, no, I wasn't feeling it as part of this album. It was just like, nah, I'm good. Oh man, all right. What what else? Uh, what else you liked about the album? Oh, that, that I'm saying everything else like was was good. Uh, I, I, like I, I I enjoyed the vibe of it. Uh, I like how the elements kind of fit up in there and how he kind of kind of divided. Uh, now that you give me the other little portion that he was talking about on the digital roses, all that kind of makes sense and how he captured the album. It's it's a concept. It's a concept that he that he went with and I think he captured it uh, very well. I, enjoyable album minus the water portion. That's it. That's me. I feel you. I feel you on that. But like I said, boring was my shit just for the simple fact that I realized later on in life, like I don't even like to be out and about as more. I don't like crowds. I don't like I don't like to talk to people. If people talk are too long winded with talking to me, I get annoyed. It's more that getting old thing. You know what I mean? So I just want to be to myself and the people that I care about, which is my wife and my kids and my close friends and family. That's it. My bubble's really small. I say a lot. I just said a lot of people. But boring encapsulated what I be feeling. So it spoke to me. It spoke to my heart prayers. So there you go with the water portion. And, um, you know, would it, what what came after that? Uh, would it matter? Then after that, I was like, I, I didn't like gener- generation way down. Of course it's... Got, I got to be honest. Of course, <laughs> of course it spoke to you. your cash. Of course got that too whole deep. water got spoke too deep. to you. S-O-F, S-O-F, capital F- T. Soft. Capital T. Soft. How you like that? What you gonna do, Claus? What you gonna do? Man, nobody wanna hear that bullshit. Oh, man. He's stupid. S O F T. Say say it one more time. Say it one more time. <laughs> oh, man. Life <laughs> But um, yo, the fire portion, he started off strong. Not a weak song like South Side of the Moon, Show You Right, Road Clean. Yeah, I thought he was going to give us something with that sub type, but Road Clean was close. I think as close as we was going to get to my sub or the, the normal shit that not with Crit that he's known for or whatever. So Road Clean, come out to play. The instrumentation on the latter part of come out to play. Let's, let's speak about the instrumentation as a whole on this album. Fucking phenomenal. This, is, this isn't an album. This is an album where, where Big Crit to me, I mean, he's always been an artist to me, but to the masses, you got to respect this man's artistry. Like he's one of the guys now that has morphed into don't 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 announce him as a rapper. You know how when you get your gold jacket, 
You're known as the Hall of Famer. He should be known as the artist, Big Crit, at this point. Because this album was that fire. Not a whole lot of rapping. He sprinkled some rap in there. But this was musicianship at its best. And then, Prez, as I was listening to the, um, the 85 South podcast interview, he confirmed something that I already knew that made me feel like, yo, I'm on the right path or other people that's doing the same thing, being a mixing engineer. And it maybe it's taking on a lot of shit. Mixing engineer, being the producer, being the rapper. And, and each, and I think he actually, um, for the, um, the So Good, was it So Good? What was the song? So that, Cool. Um, that he has the video. So Cool. So for So Cool, he even directed the video. Wow. You know how many hats he's wearing? And do you know how many bags that is too? And he's fucking talented at all of it, man. He's talented at all of it. So this is where it really woke me up to because remember before we were talking about a couple episodes ago where it's like if an artist that we really enjoy, like Big Crit, we hold Big Crit in high esteem with the Coles, with the Kendricks. He don't have he maybe don't have the same uh accolades to the masses, but to us, to the people that know, he got the same quality. Yeah. Of music and music and mixtapes. Period. This is where this is when I would stick my chest out to because this is like Andre 3000-ish. Mm. You know what I'm saying? As far as the concept giving me something I didn't know I would even like or want from him, but then it far exceeds my expectations. And that's what Digital Roses then don't die did for me. You know what I mean? Even even with the water part. Even with the water part sliding off. I think a classic can have a skip or two. I'll, I'll, I'll grade them on a curve. You know, I'll grade them on a curve. But <laughs> I, I won't say this is a classic. I'm not jumping out the window. Spent 48 hours with it so far. But I thoroughly enjoy this album. And it's a good change of pace. And I don't see myself not enjoying these type of sounds. Because you you know me. I'm... R&B. You know what I mean? I, I like a lot of R&B too. So this this felt good. It felt like a, a good, happy, good energy, man. I'm, I'm happy for Crit, man, because he he delivered on this project. So that, that's all I got to say for now. I'll let you, I'll let you interject. Uh, that, that's it. That's all I got to say on the album. That's that's it. But I do have something for you. We even started off 2022, as I spoke to last week, really, really good, man. This has been a good year so far musically, like music coming out so quick and at the top of the year, like it's kind of unheard of, right? Uh, and is everything kind of sitting with you? If I put you on the spot right now, let's say that Corday came out, where is it ranking right now? Um, It's probably like, probably in my... What are you giving me from one to five, one one to ten? What you give I'm me? I'm only giving you three. It's on wean in the quarter end. You only get top no, three. It's not in my top three. Ooh. It's not in my top three because Nas Nas is magic. It's still in my top joints. You know what I'm saying? So it's not in my top three. No, a bad project, but it's dope. It's dope. <laughs> yeah, I, not a bad that's, project. That's, that's what I want to get at. Like it's not. It's it's a good project, but I mean, just like with the quality of music that we've been getting at the, at this part of the year, man, I'm 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 enjoying it. And man, it seems like right after that cold, how everybody was coming with it and just putting out good quality music. Is that 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 
that steam is just continuing on like into 22 and early 2022 at that. So yeah, man, I, I I was thinking about it and I was just like, just all the albums that it came out and like how I would like kind of number them right now. And I'm just like, man, where does that kind of sit? I'm not going to give you a number. You, I made you give you a number. Hey, I put you on the spot. You did it. But he's not, like, he not completely out the picture. But I was just like, he not completely I don't know if it, if it still sits. Whew, that'd be a tough call. Uh, I'm not looking forward to uh, the half of the year. <laughs> Look back already. <laughs> We're two months in. <laughs> Seems like we may have to make up something new called Hip Hop Court. <laughs> where we address these issues. <laughs> we talk about albums. Because at this rate, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with the mid-year. It's going to be some hard scratch, scratch-offs that have really, really solid albums. Like, you know, I mean, back in the day when we was listening to music, press, like it's a lot of albums that were really good that we enjoyed that stayed in the rotation, but we had time to sit with them shits. Just, just, they're not giving us time this year. Uh, cash, but I beggars think, can't I think be choosing. us time. Then it was just... We only had so much money. We had to enjoy what we had. Like now everybody gets it. No matter, I get every album that comes out. Like I can listen to everything. Like then my- Yeah, my, for the one album I would buy yeah, my month, pockets kind of kind of decided for me, you know, <laughs> what I was going to listen to. <laughs> oh, I was going to like that shit. I spent 14, <laughs> I spent my, I spent, like you was talking about the Kanye earlier. Oh, I spent $200 on this. Best thing ever. Best, hardest album ever. <laughs> did you really, no, did you dissect- Track three though, <laughs> hey, if you spend if, if, if whoever spends two hundred dollars for that shit, those are gonna be the people. <laughs> Trust me, those are gonna be the people that's gonna fight tooth and nail. They gonna be listening. They gonna be looking on YouTube like who down this album. I just gotta go. I, I don't feel like I got my two hundred dollars worth unless I go defend this. You know, <laughs> they yeah, gonna be searching. Man, you can, then you are gonna have the elitist who like you ain't got. Oh, you ain't got the Kanye peasant you know it's gonna be all sorts of crazy shit that, that happens with this man. Oh, man. so man but, hey man uh, but yeah man, that if mean, you listening to yeah, this man I, I, whenever you listen to it shoot us the link though shoot us the link okay and it, anyway yeah yeah that what i was just going off like yeah it's i i, I use that name corday i mean because that was like one of the, the the first big drops that happened and you know after we continue to get more music that came out like how's that kind of sitting with you have you must had a chance to really go back you know what i mean uh, and would you knowing how what you heard songs rate it and songs yes that that for album us, as a whole no that for us as fans that's that's starting off with a great year you know what i mean you you've given us those yeah. hard choices to make and you that that much great music is coming out i love it <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I have to go back to my old ways, and um, cause like at certain times of the year when it's a like a lot of dope music coming out, I just have to take what I like off those projects that I that I know in my heart of hearts that I like. Take it off, make a playlist, add it, so I could keep it in rotation. That way, it reminds me subconsciously to go back to the album. You know what I mean? If I catch a random song that I like off that album, you know what I mean? Because it's just shit's coming out too rapid, and I need to need to keep up with what I actually you know the albums that I like and the songs off the album so I probably need to and start just, doing that just off what we didn't already heard for single wise in the next month if the Benny drop kind of talk four and the pusher drop <laughs> and this is like in March and April that I gotta believe those one of those two is coming 
Um, you still got Conway. Yeah. Still got Conway that's dropping. It's a it's a lot of a lot a lot of those Kendrick. You still got Kendrick. Wait. Oh, nobody knows when Kendrick Wait. is dropping. Get out of here. Don't 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 be sprinkling that name. He should have came out last year when all his competition was there. Don't don't be trying to do that. No disrespect to Kendrick. I find Love it funny Kendrick. though, like we ain't we ain't talk about the Super Bowl. We talked about the Super Bowl. We ain't talk about the halftime show, but staying on that. Nobody capitalized at all off the performance except for Mary, Mary J. J with an album. They they the only ones. She the only one. Like uh, I found that odd. That was nice alley you to get people get a commercial in there and throw throw your joint out there. But I guess none of those. I mean, Snoop dropped something. But is that how Snoop is that how you want to get paid for her uh, your Super Bowl performance? I don't want to pay for my thirty second. Commercial, I do the Super Bowl. <laughs> just, just so you can uh, advertise my app. Anyway, man, let's uh let's get out of music and let's get into some sports and wrap it up, man. For the people, I know we've been on here a while, but uh let's cover down on some sports, man. Let's start in the NFL, man. Brian, let's start in the NFL. Brian Flores is hired by the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. as the linebacker coach, man. Uh, senior defense. Defensive assistant, to be exact. I don't know what that is. Uh, Chris, um, break, it, break it down for us, man. How, how do you feel about this This hire, his uh, current case that's in flux? Uh, it's, it's a lot going on here, man. Uh, shout out to the Steelers organization for giving him a job. And th- there's a lot. All right, let's go back and let's revisit this timeline. So Miami. Uh, they hire Brian Flores, black coach, as they coach, right? The dude has – he's a stand-up guy, you know, a very uh, hard-nosed on what he's going to kind of do, come from the Patriot tree. Uh, so you know how those coaches, when they divert away from it, how they are and the mentality they try to bring to an organization. Brian Flores tried to bring that down there. Wasn't kind of gelling well, but some kind of way, unlike those other coaches that have left, he was still winning. He was winning despite all everything that was kind of lined up from they was punting everything off and just gathering uh first round picks. But for the past two years, like he didn't got 10 plus wins still, still with that team that that taken apart and built up with kind of rookies and kind of uh, if you was disgruntled with the team, find a way to get rid of you and getting rid of good talented uh linebackers and sending back to New England and you know still making a way and kind of winning. Everything was kind of put out against him. Uh and he still found a way to win, but for some reason was fired. He later go to file a grievance against the NFL and, and suing them because of the Rooney rule because after even though he was winning, he got fired for one thing and then he wasn't getting the good he he didn't feel like he was getting the proper look at a head coaching job and kind of the writing was on the wall that he was kind of going to be done a little bit uh in that head coaching atmosphere and he had done nothing wrong he hadn't had a losing season this is what we praise uh Mike Tomlin Tomlin. for he hasn't had a losing season now some of those was was wrapped on that Right above 500, but he hadn't had to lose one. And this is the same thing we government with uh, Brian Flores. When he was supposed to be out and done, he wasn't. Come to find out, he said the owner was telling him to tank on some of these games was going to even gonna give him $100,000 for. So that's that's an issue in itself too, right? But he ain't getting the look. 
sues the NFL. Uh, this is going on. NFL being the NFL, who how they are, did a dirty tactic. They go hire a black female lawyer to uh, run the case against them. That way you can't totally be against them because like, or that's kind of, they, they want to picture it. Like, but we kind of look at, okay, which side are you on? Are you going to really try to advance this? And if you get that as a lawyer, I know you got client and uh, you're, you're, you can't talk about what the, the clients really yeah, have. Yeah. You got the privilege and everything. So, but if you hear that they, they, this was really going on, are you really going to stop this progress and that's kind of seen that's where I'm, I'm getting like uh, this is kind of a dirty look you, you know but they get the right person up there in front to actually run the show for him on that but now with him getting sued absolutely you ain't getting a job with the company again right that's how it is right that's that's what you go to think wrong that's what you go wrong. to think plot twist <laughs> hey <laughs> plot twist <laughs> they went from having one coach in the NFL since he uh, got this right one black coach in the NFL to now Houston pivoted big time, went away from McCown, who never coached in his life or was coaching. Well, he may have coached like I think a uh, high school, they said, and was just going to jump yeah, up to the like, NFL. And it wasn't even a top high school either. <laughs> and It wasn't even a top high school in his state. And he, Crazy. he was all but written in just to be Houston head coach. But, hey, they go and hire Lovey Smith, somebody who was already on their staff, not to mention they fired Cully, who was a black coach, and his situation was a mess to start with. They gave him one year. He won more games than I thought he was going to win, and they still got rid of him. But then they hired his defensive coordinator, Lovey Smith, to fill that same role. Kind of a big shift from where they was – all the rumors was where they was heading. So that happened after them. Good. It caused one 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 good case to go up now, right? And then Miami Dolphins, they ended up picking up uh, – uh, uh, a biracial coach, you know, many people didn't know that he was biracial. He didn't go out and touted and stuff like this, but he <laughs> he he is biracial, uh, more on the logic side than the uh, Bruh. <laughs> more on the logic. Side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, oh, so yeah, we was talking about that. Uh, shout out to my man, um, Tubby and Lee on um on their podcast on it. Uh, we dare. Eagles podcast, they brought that up. And I was like, he was like, hmm, he, he white? And this is Lee, a white guy. <laughs> He's like, he, he black? Oh, no. He said he black? And he was like, oh, really? Hmm. Could have fooled, could have fooled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like I was saying, he's more on the logic side than the J. Cole side. I mean, the, the evidence is a little shaky, right? Uh, but that, he gets that job. Now we got now we got three sitting out here. But you just knew for a fact that uh, Brian Flores was headed to college at best if he don't get put down even more or heading to an HBCU to continue on that little movement. But – the it just people for like the Rooney Rule boys. that actually started yeah. the Rooney Rule, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, who had a black coach for, I think, the longest tenure right now in the current NFL. Yep. Uh, Mike Tumlin, job is safe. You haven't lost. They hired him as a defensive uh, linebacker coach, defensive uh, and you, assistant to the defense coordinator. Now, a lot of people are going to go after the job, but like that is the typical – type move that most of these coaches do after they done lost a job. They either go back to an offensive coordinator or position and then elevate back up to an offensive coordinator, then go reattack the uh, head coaching job. Like, I mean, this is the same thing. I think Josh McDaniels, uh, who's with the Raiders now, you know, he did the same thing. He was at uh, Denver, had a horrible time, got fired, 
went to St. Louis, Rams, then then back to the Patriots, won a couple more championships there, stayed as offensive coordinator for years, and now he's making his time back back up. That's the usual path. So it seems like they're throwing him back in the cycle now. I don't know how long it's going to be before he actually get a head coaching job, but he is thrown back in that mix now, which is a little bit weird, and see how it goes, man. But everything that Brian so Flores seems on this, like it seems like he made the right move, made the right choices. Seemed like the NFL kind of realizing that too, even though they went and hired the black female lawyer to trying to uh, go against it. I think they kind of know the writing's on the wall. They ain't going to be on the right side of it. Okay. Do you think it's a conflict of interest with him, with his case and having a job in the NFL with, with making this work or, or just this not really even okay. being mentioned and, and settled cash and you know, the with, duck, with, with the, what happens when the dust settles? Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. how I see on this right here. They're going to have to let it continue to play out in court. And until that time frame, if the man can coach, the man can coach. You let him keep doing what he needs to do. That right there is a separate issue. That right there is a separate issue. Let him continue going on about that. The players ain't got nothing involved with that. They should just be following on, on, on his, how he coached. Now, the, the issue is going to be now if the NFL plays dirty and try to push the court case during the season. You know what I mean? Because they can kind of control that and kind of, but most things we know happen with these athletes, they always push it to the off season. So we shouldn't hear about this stuff again until the off season next year if they can't finish it up during this off season, which I don't think they are. So NFL could play dirty, you know, and continue dragging it out throughout the season. But I don't even must think they want that type of press involved during the season. They're gonna want to make as much money as they want to. Uh, truthfully, at this point now. Uh, I think NFL just keep throwing money till he says yes at him, and they they kind of sweep this up under the rug. That's the best thing for him. But Miami coach probably gone. I mean, Miami owner probably gone too. He gonna have to sell that team. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you think that um? That, well, I, I'll give you my thoughts first. I think that uh, him landing with the Steelers organization was probably the best thing that could have <clears throat> ever happened for him, just off the strength that. Now the NFL has to play. It was a, it's a it's a ploy, you know what I mean? Because one team had to hire him. I'm not acting like the Steelers hiring him is holier than now or anything like that. But if any team was going to hire him, it had to be that team that had the longest tenured black head coach. And the reason being is he could continue to fight this case. And the team that had an owner in Rooney that started this, this rule to even give people a look at a job, you know, an interview, a real shot. That's what the intention uh, was. We all know what the Rooney rule is is now is, you know, parade dangled this carrot in front of you. And we have really no, no, um, we're not going to hire you. You know what I mean? We're doing it because we have to, you know what I mean? But it, to land with that organization gives him leverage to continue to fight the good fight, to expose, you know, really what it is in, in these hiring practices to where, just because you have to see me and, and give me an interview, that's still Cash. not a fair shot. Cash. You know what Cash. I mean? Wake your ass up. Go Wake ahead. up. So if you realize what Brian Flores was talking, I think he mentioned Mike Tumlin uh, up in his uh, case as well, where he was talking about it, or when he was oh. on ESPN. And he said, you know, what has Mike Tumlin done to help 
improved that. He's been the one of the longest tenured, but I think that was a more a slight at the Pittsburgh Steelers too, just like his hiring tree and like uh they have like you got the Bill Belichick tree, you got the uh the Mike uh Shanahan tree and all this little thing. But where I is the, think he was where going is here. the Tomlin tree? Okay. And then like if you really go back and look at the other black coaches and stuff that was out there during the time, I mean Dungey. A lot of these coaches come off the Dungey tree. Codwell, a lot of them come off Codwell tree. That ones that have got uh, head coaching jobs and stuff in the, in the league ever since. But Mike Tumlin has been lacking that where he's kind of fit in and he's been that head figure, but has he hired those staff and continued to put on? And that's where you go back to even the Rooney rule, even though you're doing this, have y'all been doing it or hiding behind these same type of practices? Because you got the front man up here. Where are you continually to, uh, doing to push those those ideals and stuff forward. And the NFL as a whole has a problem with that. And this right here, I think is the Steelers kind of acknowledging it a little bit and kind of trying to fix it. They they kind of know that this dude is a good coach. He's probably going to get a head coaching job again now. Now, if they get him and throw him up under their wing, they automatically get the kind of little eyes off them a little bit in that organization. But they get to keep the good name of the Rooney rule. You know what I mean? But uh, nah, right now, like, I think they talked about that too. Uh, we think Tampa Bay does a lot for black coaches. You know what I mean? Uh, BA, mm-hmm. <laughs> he does a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think they said, uh, what was it? Mike uh, Shanahan, he does a lot for black coaches. But nobody else was really doing anything to help kind of elevate black coach Belichick. I mean, because they all came from other Belichick, right? Even the, uh, the strong defensive coordinators that he had on here. Uh, uh, the one that went to the Giants and now he's with the Raiders as well. You know, what I mean, those those defensive coaches came up under Belichick as well. So, uh, but I, I think it's everybody in in the NFL trying to correct themselves. They kind of realize, like, oh yeah, we we kind of out there now. <laughs> yeah, everybody's trying to be on the right side of right this time around. You know what I mean? So it seems like he's uh, Flores is playing with a full deck, and he's navigating and playing his cards the right way to be able to still intertwine himself into coaching the game that he loves, but exposing this shit overall. Long way to go. Tall hill to climb, man. Tall mountain to climb, whatever cliche you want to throw Aligning at Aligning himself with the right organization. I want to throw that out there, too. You know, it's, it's certain organizations within the NFL that have a lot more pull than some of these other coaches. And I want to say that's, you know, the Cowboys, the Steelers, like all these, uh, the uh, Patriots and stuff like this, they got a lot of pull because they done brought a lot of money and they got the fandom and everything to kind of back it up. And they've been doing this for years and years and kind of built that way. So him getting in with the Roonies would kind of make people, I think if he get in good over there, kind of make them overlook a lot of things, you know, Saints too, you know, so. Sure, man. Hey, man, let's uh let's finish up strong, man. Let's, let's, let's have some fun, man. You know, because NBA All-Star Weekend, a lot of these All-Star Weekends are just, Ah, you know, we get to see the stars, uh, but we know out of all the all-star games, the NBA is is king at, at marketing its stars and just giving us something entertaining. I mean, a lot of people take it a lot more serious than I thought. I was on Twitter and I was like, worst, worst skills challenge. Why didn't they do this and do that? I'm like, when the last time you motherfuckers actually like a skills challenge? Like, whoever sat down, Perez, and was like, ooh. I can't wait to see this team or these this group of people in the skills challenge since it been announced. It's just Nowhere. something. Or the celebrity game. It's just something. It's just something entertaining to watch. You know what I mean? 
why so serious? You know, in, in, in my best Joker voice. You know what I mean? But the dunk contest, three-point contest, the staples here, man. But I want to jazz it up, man. This dunk contest, as you can see, uh, my Obi Toppin jersey is coming here soon. You know, it, it came down to Cole Anthony, New York native, dunked in the Thames. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, where my damn? I meant to wear my Tims here, but I don't want, you know, they they downstairs. But my, my point is, the dunk contest was kind of well, boring. Even kinda, though New York you, Nick you took it. You being nice. That shit was whack. <laughs> that shit was boring. It was whack. That shit was boring as fuck, bro. Like, it was so many damn and, missed and, um, dunks and then, yeah. like, just stubborn. They so stubborn with it. Like, why don't you just go do the easy dunk and just keep it moving? But no, they're going to, well, this is the one. I got to do this. Like, bro. It's <sighs> the one I got to do, yeah. It reminded me that Nate Rob. It wasn't as worse as the Nate Robinson year where Nate just, poor Nate, just, just kept on trying. And it was like, <sighs> Lord. Like, he just took the wind out of the sails, man. But. If you could improve the dunk contest, let's, let's not talk about, you know, negative. Let's talk about the solutions. If you can improve the dunk contest, what would you do? Put a time limit. Time limit comes back on. <laughs> uh, you can have as many tries as you want within that time limit. But an incomplete dunk equals zeros. So that way we don't get nobody trying to get no damn zeros. They will switch it up and just go off with the easy dunk so we can keep it moving. You know what I mean? Because the flat zeros, man, that's, that just don't look good. I understand the ingenuity and stuff that was going up in there, but yeah, if, if it wasn't ready, it's not ready. Like it's, If you couldn't do it on the grand stage, you can try it twice. Move on. Let's go on and do it. I, I did not like the, oh, that wasn't a full dunk. He pulled back. like It, didn't, it wasn't going down. So that it, and They got like 80 tries to do the same dunk, and it's just like, just, just, just go with something that that works. And I, it may have been done before. You may not get the highest grade, but you keep the crowd in it. And I, I think they completely lost the crowd on some of these dunks and stuff they was trying to do. Appreciate them trying to wow, but when you're doing too much, you're just doing too damn much. I got an idea. I'm not sure if anybody said it. I've heard some of it, some semblance of what I'm saying, but I don't know if they quite rolled it out. You got all these dunkers on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you see them, right? Just, you know, dunkers that just didn't quite make the league, played in college, or just just dunkers that played street ball. Why don't they have something with TNT, with Ernie and the guys, where maybe late December, kind of leading up, you know, and every two weeks they have a round to where they have a dunk, dunk off in the top two dunkers from around the world or the U.S., wherever they come to enter this competition all across the states. Let's say you have four spots, you know, East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, down South, dunk, just pure dunkers. You take two of those dunkers against two NBA dunkers. You know what I mean? And then you put that together, whoever the top two NBA dunkers, you, you get rid of the rest of the guys because you know the top guys are not dunking. LeBron's not coming in no more. I mean, you get a you get the Zach Levine, the Bean, and Aaron Gordon every couple of years to where you just get some young great dunkers to where it exceeds your expectations. But that's very far and few in between. But if I think if you inject some intrigue into the dunk contest coming into it from just regular cats that can that's doing insane shit with ease, these NBA players are not practicing these dunks. No. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. When these young kids get into the league, it's about 
figuring out the fucking game and getting some PT. They're not over here doing some random dunks. Yes, it's a good look for the youth moving and all, but they don't have no, they don't have no real heart in it. You know what I mean? But I think if they were going against a guy that's off the street, that's coming in hungry to embarrass the NBA, it would drive comp- competition. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my thing for the, uh, the dunk contest. I like it. I mean, you already get mixed Bring in the, the stars people. and stuff with it. So what what is going to hurt on that? And I think it will keep it lively. Uh, and some of these, some of the dunks be be good, like they, these NBA players doing. And I, I but. You gotta find you, nothing yeah, innovative. Let, let, yeah, nothing let somebody crazy. comes in and do something else, and then maybe that drives everybody to to pick it up a notch. You know what I mean? But like you're saying, like they main focus is to win games. They ain't sitting here trying to practice all these dunks all the time. It's a good way to get your name out there and brand yourself. But I mean, other than that, man, like yeah, and it it it's sad, man. I, I enjoy that three point contest a lot more than I enjoy the uh, the dunk contest nowadays. So. And, and but the league, that's the league's fault as well too. They done made that three point. It's it's what it is. Right. Like you you prefer that your your person go in and do dunk. That's ooh, that give you that that little face moment. You'll have those. But DeAndre Jordan, but how many rings he got versus yeah. the person that's over here hitting that three point? You know what I mean? It's it's not as intimidating. All right, man. I had a couple other things on the list, man. But I want to scratch those due to time. But I do uh, want your your thoughts on the trade deadline. I did not ask you this question last week. But I got to know your answer to it this week. All right. Are you yeah. ready? Word on the street, according to Ramona Shelburne of ESPN, the Lakers said uh, during the trade deadline, LeBron, you asked for Russell Westbrook. Your ass got West- Russell Westbrook. Make it work. <laughs> this is what you guys wanted. Make it work. We're not spending no more money. You're not going to point the finger at us that we not this, you know, there's been several things that LeBron has said in the media to turn the narrative. We're not that good of a team. We're not going to be with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's one where I was like, hmm, um, you know, I'm, oh, I'm still open just this, this weekend. I'm still open. To, I'm not, he's not closing the door on Cleveland. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. But I'm asking you as a former Laker fan and, and current Magic fan, uh, whatever. I know you still follow the Lakers. You're just trying to be a good dad. What do you think about the Lakers saying, no, 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 LeBron, we know you want to be here. Figure it out. How, how, do you, how do you feel about that going into the second half of the Lakers season? It's not and, good, Cash. What ultimately it's, 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 it does not look good. Like, But I, I'm right with the Lakers uh, ownership. Like, LeBron, you created this mess. Make it work. Find a way. Be a heart of the leader. You know what I mean? I don't know how you pushing these guys. Y'all need extra practice time. I don't care how much your old ass need to heal. We need to win. Like, this is what you asked us to get. We went and spent all the money. My money has been spent. Make this shit work. Like, that's point blank. That's that's kind of how they, they they at it right now. And LeBron, being LeBron, uh, you know, throwing those hints, like you saying, the Cleveland, uh, uh, saying that he's going to come to the Magic by saying, hey, Magic, y'all go get Bron. Uh, Bronny and I come on over. I, I know that what he was saying. Worst team in the league, you know what I mean? We kind of know where that was. That was kind of headed. Uh, so when he come over this way to the to the O, we'll, we'll be happy to have him. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, man, like this is what I've been saying for a while with Bron. Like, all, like even then in Cleveland, little time frame, you know, he kind of dictated 
who was going to be the coach. Uh, he helped those talents kind of leave if they wasn't kind of working with him or they were throwing anything in the And then he just ups root and leave himself after, you know, causing the mess that it is and then just leaves and goes to a different team. That's what Brian's been doing for years. So kind of knew it. Hey, he gave us a championship. We got a championship out of it. Well, I said we. The Lakers got a championship out of it. So you know what he's setting up, Prez? He he out there until his kid finishes up college. I mean not college, but um high school, going to some of the best basketball high schools in Cali. And he trying to sneak his way back to Cleveland on the back end to end it in Cleveland. He's in LA for convenience, but I'm thinking he's trying to have the storybook ending to where he just plays one last year. Cleveland somehow gets his kid um, that that goes undrafted, and then he makes the team because not a lot of undrafted guys make the team, but somehow Bronny will, you know, because Bronny is okay, but nobody's projected him to be a top 10 pick at the moment. You know what I mean? So I know what LeBron, I know what LeBron doing, and it's sneaky and it's admirable. I, I would want to play with my boy. Too as well, if there was an opportunity. So to do when that, you say play with them, when you star. say play with them, just on the team, or do they have to be on the court at the same yeah. time? Because they on the court at the same yeah. time, he gonna be playing D league, yeah. right? Is that what we getting at? I don't think he will. <laughs> I don't think he will, man. I don't, I don't think Le, uh, uh, LeBron's kid will play play D league. Not not LeBron. <laughs> he he will get some PT if, if Giannis can get his brother on the floor. <laughs> and so can bro. Are we talking kid. about just preseason when it's gonna happen? Like, like when... No, I'm talking about actual games. Giannis's brother plays actual games. It's garbage time minutes, but he plays in actual games and has a ring to show. <laughs> so they took care of Giannis. They'll take care of Bron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have no yeah. doubt. Have no yeah. doubt, man. Maybe, maybe but, he's uh, talking about switching yeah. over to the big three. He he's already in talks with Cube. That's how they're gonna get him on the team. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> Disrespectful, man. Bronny Cahoot, I'm man. I'm just joking. We're joking here. Yeah, man. Joking. Yeah, I'm just man. saying, they got to be jokes a little bit, bro. That's it, man. Y'all know I'm joking. I know hey, the man. dude who he come from a good lineage. Uh, I mean, and his level of play, you know, is, is up there. He's probably enough to, like you saying, he'll squeak on a team. But it, you, I get what you're saying. It's a, it's a ways off before he's a true star. Seth Curry. Well, he's I mean, Seth Curry like, uh, even, even your boy with the awkward shot uh, that went over to Europe for a couple of years. You know what I mean? Uh, that's killing it right now. Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte. Oh, yeah, LaMelo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, him. Aqua Shot guy. The All-Star? The All-Star LaMelo ball? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They said if you could talk to the young... I mean, I didn't want to talk about LaMelo, man. We done kept the people long enough, friends, man. I'm done with your shenanigans, man. You're going to have me shit talking against people that we made one on the podcast. They're going to come back to this damn clip. <laughs> but anyway, man. It's episode 149. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. If you're rocking with us, keep continue to share it, man. I, that's, that's all I got, man. Continue sharing it, man. I'm having a blast doing yeah, this, man, yeah, each and every It's week. a long one, but it was fun, man. I enjoyed it. All right. For sure. For sure. All right, man. We see y'all next Tuesday, Eastern Standard Time, 5 a.m. You already know. <laughs>